Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on a Monday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. I want to transition away from the Red Sox. Great win last night and move over to the Patriots since we are your home for Patriots football and the Pats open up training camp this week to help us break it down is Doug Kide, formerly Patriots reporter over at Nesson, but now just took a new job over at Pro Football Focus. So Doug, thanks for being with us. How are you? Absolutely. I'm doing well, Brady. How are you doing? Good. Excited for Patriots football. Um, we played this game last week. I'm going to ask you this question now. Fill in the blank. The Patriots season is a success if. Patriots season is a success, I'd say, if they make the playoffs. I think that that's, that's a pretty good ground floor, I'd say, for the 2021 Patriots. Clearly, they missed the playoffs last season. But after making as many moves as they did, I think that you have to expect them to at least be in contention for the playoffs. Uh, and you would hope that they would actually make the postseason after spending as much money as they did because they've got so many of those guys on low salaries this season as well. This might be really the best year to compete mm. before those salaries balloon a little bit and they'd be, they'd be able to spend less money next season and in the future. With the money spent on offense – and the money spent on defense coupled with Dante Hightower coming back, which unit do you think is more improved this season? I think I'd actually say the defense. The defense was in rough shape last season. I mean, you had guys on the defensive line and and at linebacker in some games who would, you know, barely crack a practice squad in normal years. You know, you had uh, like no offense to these guys. I'll I'll list some of the names, but you know, you had Therese Hall starting games. You had Nick Thurman playing a lot. Uh, Carl Davis was brought off the street. Akeem Spence. Now it really feels like they've got legitimate NFL players at a lot of those positions and beyond even you know, signing Matt Judon, getting Dante Hightower back. You've got guys on defense like Kyle Duggar and Josh Uche who should be able to take a pretty significant step forward now in 2021. So I expect the Patriots defense to be one of the best in the NFL. Didn't even bring up you know Kyle Van Noy, Jalen Mills, some of these other guys. The offense certainly will take a major step forward this season, but you're still talking about one of the weaker pass catching cores in the NFL that is surrounding Cam Newton and Mac Jones, really good offensive line, solid group of running backs. Uh, but I just expect the defense to be one of those top tier units, which would be a significant leap forward from last season. On that defense, Stefan Gilmore is kind of the anchor of that defense. He has reported to camp. He's on the pup list to start, but where do you think this ends up for Gilmore? I think ultimately he sticks around. I think that that's the most likely set of situations, whether that is, you know, with a one-year contract bump, something similar to what we saw last year, uh, even though they can't borrow that money now, they kind of have to rip up the deal and give them a new one-year deal, or with an extension. I just think that that's the most likely circumstance, especially with them coming off the quad injury. I think that teams might be hesitant to trade for a cornerback who's, you know, 30 years old on the last year of his contract and give up what would make it worth it for the Patriots to give up one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, if healthy. Doug Kide, Pro Football Focus, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. What was your experience like last year covering the team and the COVID year? And what was it like covering Cam? What did you think of him overall? It was definitely a strange year. I wish that I would have gotten a chance to get to know Cam Newton better. I think that we got to know him pretty well, or as well as we possibly could through those Zoom conference calls. Um, very, very good guy from everything that we experienced. Uh, held himself very accountable. Obviously, we saw that every week, win or loss. Um, so 
I don't know. Like I said, I wish that I would got would have got to know him a little bit better because it was such a unique experience covering Tom Brady for as many years that I did that, you know, being on a beat, I would have liked to have been in the locker room and been there in person uh, with Cam Newton since you know, I only covered, what, four games that Tom Brady didn't play previously. And those were the yeah. games started by Jimmy Garoppolo and and, uh, and Jacoby Brissett. But overall, definitely a strange year where everything was via Zoom. I will say, though, that, you know, give credit where it's due. Patriots usually aren't known as a team that's accommodating to the media, but we were getting more players than probably any other team on those daily Zoom conference calls. So, you know, shout out to Stacey James. They really <laughs> did do a good job of making the best of a bad situation. You know, I'm, I think it's probably different for every player, the having fans in the building again versus not having fans in the building. I think some guys were probably aided by not having fans in the building. I don't know how this is going to go for Cam. I can see a scenario where he's uplifted by the fans and rides the momentum and plays better. Or I could see a scenario where he struggles and the fans get on him and he's even worse. How do you think the fans impact Cam in 2021? I mean, I think Patriots fans will be extremely impatient (laughs) with Mm. with the quarterback situation. Um, Simply because they brought in Mac Jones. And if Cam Newton throws an interception or even if he throws a ball at a wide receiver's feet, fans are going to be clamoring for Mac Jones and they will be in the stadium to do so. So I think that that puts a lot of pressure on Cam Newton, but I mean, Cam Newton's a guy who's faced a lot of pressure throughout his NFL career. Uh, you know, going back to, to high school and college at Florida and Auburn, the Carolina Panthers and the Super Bowl, all those things. So, you know, I could see a situation where that uplifts Cam a little bit, where maybe he steps up to the pressure of having fans in the building a little bit more because last year was just so weird without fans in the stadium and especially a place like Gillette Stadium where, you know, it's not the loudest stadium just simply because of how it's built with the open end zone and the lighthouse and everything, but there's just a vibe and an aura around Gillette Stadium, you know, given the last 20 years of the Patriots' Patriots success, and that's something that Cam Newton didn't get to experience yet as a home player. So I'm really curious to see how he does face that pressure, how he stands up to it. But like I said, I mean, Cam Newton's faced a lot of pressure throughout his NFL career. So that's certainly something that could actually help him just as much as it could hurt him with maybe the the quick trigger finger that Patriots fans want at the quarterback position. I hate two part questions. I never try to ask them, but I'm going to break my own rule and ask one now. <laughs> um, what do you think of the way Nikhil Harry's camp has handled this off season? And do you think Harry is on the team come week one? It's just a tough situation overall. I don't think that demanding a trade was the smart move there for for his camp, especially since he really didn't show up much during spring practices, OTAs and mini camp. Um, He's had a really disappointing start to his career. You can demand a trade. If you're Chandler Jones, that report came out yesterday. Obviously, like Xavier Howard with the Dolphins, he's uh, he skipped minicamp and with getting 10 interceptions or whatever he did last season, he's a guy who could say, hey, I'd prefer you trade me. When you only have, what, like 400 yards over the first two years of your NFL career, you can't really be making demands. And I think the statement that was put out by Nikhil Harry's agent you know, praising him and saying how he's good at everything, well, we haven't seen that yet. So ultimately... I'd say that just based on how the Patriots wide receiver position is constructed, it still seems pretty likely that Nikhil Harry's on the team. If he's not, it would be Isaiah Zuber or Christian Wilkerson or, you know, Trey Nixon, who was a seventh round pick this season. There's just not that obvious name who's going to step into that fifth wide receiver role. So I think that Nikhil Harry certainly enters training camp 
with a leg up on that competition. But if he falters, and then after the fact that they demanded a trade, I don't think that Bill Belichick would be hesitant at that point to cut bait with him because it almost seems like that trade demand shifted the the public favor in the Patriots way almost just based on, you know, it seems like a lot of people were kind of laughing at the trade demand and it would look bad for the Patriots to trade or release a, a first round pick from 2019. But at the same time, if he's going to cause an issue, then it almost forces it a little bit more. Cam Akers out for the season in Los Angeles with the Rams. Um, I advocated last week. I said the Patriots should call the Rams and try to offer up Sony Michelle for a late round draft pick. Um, I don't know that that's likely, but do you think that Sony Michelle really is needed on this team? It's tough because, I mean, technically he was last season. You know, Damian Harris had a good season, but he was injured at the beginning of it and he was injured at the end. So I think that one thing to go back to here in this situation is looking back at the 2015 season when the Patriots you know, got into the playoffs, they were in the AFC Championship game, and they had to rely on Steven Jackson and Brandon yeah. Holden to be their running backs in the playoffs. You look at 2018, Sony Michelle went down for a, for a stint, and then they really only had Cordero Patterson, yeah. a wide receiver and kick returner, and James White, a third down pass catcher, as their running backs. It seems like it, since that point, the Patriots have overcompensated by trying to add five deep bodies at the running back position. I think that that's what they could do this season. That being said, they kind of go a little bit more six deep right now. If you're looking at Damian Harris, Sonny Michelle, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Brandon Bolden, JJ Taylor, and James White. So that's six running backs right there. So one of them does become expendable. If JJ Taylor looks really good during training camp and preseason, if Ramondre Stevenson looks really good during training camp and preseason, then yeah, maybe you could trade Sony Michelle because if you don't want to give up those guys, if you don't want to, you know, expose them to the waiver process, then yeah, it might be easier to trade Sony Michelle for something and then keep around the younger guys who are cheaper and who are signed past this season. Doug Kide, Pro Football Focus, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on this Monday. I'll get you out of here on two quick questions. Not named Mac Jones, the Patriots rookie you're most excited about at camp that we should be following is who? That's a really good question. Um, I guess just as far as training camp goes, Christian Barmore, the second-round pick, just because we didn't get to see much of him during minicamp and, and uh, OTAs, just because the pads aren't on, you don't really get yeah. that much out of defensive tackles. He was kind of on and off the practice field. He said that um, he, he had a kind of a bad reaction to the, to the vaccination. So that caused him to miss some time. So I think that he would be the guy that I would be the most excited about, but really Ronnie Perkins is right up there with him. The third round pick out of Oklahoma. He was one of the most impressive rookies that I saw just on film uh, after the Patriots draft, uh, you know, drafted their full draft class. So I would go bar more, but Perkins is right up there with him. You've moved over from Nesson and the Patriots beat to covering the whole league at Pro Football Focus. Uh, what are you going to be doing so we can all follow along? Yeah, I'll just be I'll, I'll be reporting on the entire league. I'll be their their national NFL reporter uh, along with Ari Mayrov. They've expanded to news coverage, which I'm really excited about. It's something that we can kind of build up uh, from the ground up. And and yeah, I'll be uh, just reporting on all 32 NFL teams, and then you know writing stories on on players and features that I find really interesting. So it's a job that I'm I'm very excited <laughs> for. It's going to be a really cool opportunity and a really good challenge. Well, even though you'll be covering the whole league, you are—you never forget your first. Your Patriots knowledge <laughs> sure. will not go away, so we will be bringing you on again here at points through the past season. So, Doug Kide, we appreciate you. Good luck with the new job. We'll talk to you again soon. For sure. Thank you, Brady.